to Flip the Library, a Gwinnett County Public Library podcast. Do you love films? Do you think that you could be an award-winning movie director? Then you will love this episode. I am Steve Thomas. I am the manager of the Grayson Branch. I'm Melissa Lawrence, the manager of the Lilburn Branch. And I'm Manor, a library associate at the Hamilton Mill Branch. So Sebastian, welcome to the show. Can you tell us a little about yourself, like what um, high school in Gwinnett did you attend? First of all, thank you for having me here. Um, My name is Sebastian Soler. I went to Brookwood High School. Um, So yeah, I I went to Brookwood Elementary and then Cruz and then uh, Brookwood High School. So all throughout the Brookwood cluster. So uh, what are you up to these days? You are now out of high school. Uh, What school are you attending and what are you studying? So right now I am studying film and media at Georgia State University. Uh, I'm actually here now uh, in the library, and um, it's it's been really it's been a really eye opening experience because uh, right here, like in Atlanta, in the heart of Atlanta, there's a lot of different perspectives, just a lot of diversity, and I think it's really really cool, especially being a film major, um, being able to uh, learn how to express like different stories and stuff like that. So um, so yeah. Been a cool experience so far. It's a great time to be a film major right now in Atlanta, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. Sebastian, you are the only person who has participated in all of our teen film challenges. But before we get into the challenge itself, what first drew you to film and animation as a way to express yourself? As a kid, I, I believe like my, my love for film really started when I was a kid. I just I've always loved movies ever since like I can remember. And um, I would just use, I would use like my toys as a kid just to like express stories. And I would, I remember like vividly as a kid, like watching these Lego YouTube videos and wondering like, how did they do that? How do they like express these little stories that are like kind of memorable to, memorable to me? So I taught myself how to do stop motion animation um, and like the various aspects around it to make my own stop motion films. And then over the years, I just kind of built off of that, you know, then, then I started uh, submitting those films into festivals, um, you know, like statewide and then kind of upwards, like nationwide, internationally, stuff like that. So just kind of grew from there. Self-taught. That's very impressive. <laughs> um, how did you um, teach yourself? It was a lot of trial and error. That was very like, it was pretty frustrating, not going to lie, because stop motion is such a tedious and annoying process not going to sugarcoat it like it takes so long too long it takes too long and um yeah it took a long time to learn how to get it so it doesn't look completely like crazy um just to make it look smoother and more realistic and more like pleasing to the eye um but yeah basically it's just it took a while and a lot of trial and error and tears we were just talking about that how tedious it must be um and you use Legos, which is very popular. We have Lego League. Lego is just, I guess, a popular medium. Honestly, kudos to you for being able to have the patience to do that because I could never do it ever. So honestly, you get all the all the respect. Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot. <laughs> um, what, like, to, to, just to follow up on what we were just saying, what do you think the appeal of Lego in particular is? I know you've done things with um, some other kind of toys too, but what do you think the appeal of Lego in particular is? I think um, just because like there's a lot of different things that you can do specifically with Lego. 
um, like you can build sets around it. And then the, the minifigures are pretty um, flexible and like easy to use. And like they have different expressions. And I mean, to be like, to be blunt, like they're pretty lovable, I think they're pretty memorable. Um, and I've tried to like, I've, I've moved past that now. Like now I use like other stuff and uh, I'm actually working on a production now at GSU with uh, real people. Um, but basically like before I used Legos because I didn't have real people to act in the stories that I wrote. So I kind of just had to use my resources and, and figure out a way around that challenge. How did you hear about the teen film challenge? I heard about the teen film challenge through, I believe it was my school, if I remember correctly. This was way back during the very first one in 2016. <laughs> I remember reading the thing and I was kind of like bummed out because I had completed a film and then I didn't read that you had to be 13 years old or older to, uh, to compete. And at that time I was 12 and my birthday was like a week after so basically I was like, you know what, I'll just submit it. And then I was like, I won this animation. So I was like, you know what, it's fine. But yeah, it was, it was through my school for sure. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about your various entries that you put into the film challenge over the years? Sure. Yeah. So um, the first one, I, uh, I built this, this Lego set with, uh, with my friend. It was, it was like the spaceship. And I just had this idea, like, what if they're, um, I'm having trouble remembering this was like six years ago but basically like what if they're like on a moon and stuff and my mom was like oh let me help you make like the set for that and uh, we basically like worked on it together it was just like a spray painted like cardboard box thing that we made look like a planet and it was it was really fun to work on so that was the first one second one was the the castle one I, I um, basically like I try to make my my films very different from each other like uh, visually and uh, with the story and stuff. So like the first one was in space. The second one was uh, like medieval. Third one was pirates. Fourth one was, uh, okay, fourth one was also in space. Uh, fifth one was uh, racing. That one was with like race cars. Um, and then the sixth one was like action figures. So just something kind of different every time. You touched upon some of the challenges. I, I love the part where you say your mom helped you a little bit. Um, with that first film with the set but your films are both stop motion or your previous film silent with no dialogue what were some of the challenges that were posed during that the production process so basically I had to because I I didn't want to voice act basically so I wanted to kind of express a story that everybody could understand without like without words because I feel like sometimes that communicates a stronger idea, just in some cases. Um, so I would always just kind of come up with stories uh, based around uh, a general idea like pirates or whatever. Um, and then just kind of like I would make the little action figures and then I would make the set. Like I made that beach set with my mom, I think like four years ago or something. And I still remember because the sand smelled kind of funky. I don't know what was in that. It was like we glued it with something. And yeah, I, I was like working in a small room too. So like I would always breathe that in. And of course, stop motion takes a while. So yeah, it was just a bad combination. But anyway, that was uh, that, was that one. <clears throat> and um, yeah, I just kind of just try to make stories that kind of resonate with people, but don't really have a lot of, or really any dialogue, to be honest. But I mean, now like I'm working on other productions 
with real people that have dialogue, but before um, that's when I was just kind of doing like silent. So how has it been different for you now working with other people besides just your mom with a little bit of (laughs) design help? It's definitely, it's interesting. Um, There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, pros and cons. Like basically you have a lot of help with stuff. You're not doing everything completely by yourself. There's also a lot of teamwork involved and a lot of give and take and compromise, which I'm, I'm happy to do. And so far, everything's been going great. Pretty much everybody that's in, that's majoring in film loves what they do. Like they were like born to do film. So uh, that's the part that I really love about it. But there's definitely like a difference between doing everything yourself and working as a team to get something done. I was going to ask, because of the fact that you did a lot of stop motion animation and it was silent, do you also feel like people took away different things, even though, even if you had a set intention in mind, that people watched it and went away with different types of interpretations of your stop motion stuff? Yeah, I I definitely feel that because um, you definitely like get that without... You, you get that from short films that don't have dialogue, like it's open to interpretation, kind of, which in my case, like I didn't have people to like voice act in it. Um, so I just kind of made silent films just, you know, because I had to. Um, and I want to I wanted to express a story visually rather than verbally. And now I'm kind of flip flopping that uh, now that I'm at a university and I'm uh, filming a, a thing, a, a production with. Uh, real people and stuff like that now it's kind of more verbal and and, um, and less visual it's still visual obviously but uh but yeah now it's just kind of flipped with the lego ones in particular you know i mean you would start off with the lego figures but um you make your own adaptations like obviously you drew some of your own faces on some of them to get the expression that you wanted um did you do all that or is that some of your mom or did you get other people working on that because some of them like the surprised face or <laughs> something like that those were just Lego heads that I would replace um, like throughout the scenes. So I would just like put together all the minifigures and come up with the story and everything. Like my mom would help me with the the sets um, and constructing them and stuff. Like we would just discuss, like I would tell her my idea and then we would just kind of find a way to make it happen sort of thing. And I had a lot more time during quarantine, of course. Um, it was kind of an escape, I feel like, just uh, being able to to make these kind of films that people could enjoy like during that very weird time so that was the thing but yeah just um being able to to work on everything kind of myself was it was a lot of pressure but like it was also kind of comforting because I like knew what I had to do and like knew everything that needed to get done yeah, and it's, it's fun at the end of all of them um with the credits it's you everything and then there's a set design with your mom's names <laughs> Yeah. How did the teen film challenge influence your life? And do you know about anything else with any other participants from the teen film challenge, how it might have influenced their lives as well? Oof, well, for, for me, I, I feel like this challenge gave me some, some confidence, a little, like more confidence, um, because this was actually like, I, I vividly remember that this was the first challenge that I ever entered. And winning best animation when I was, you know, like younger than the required age. I mean, that was like, that, that made me feel really great. And basically, like, I wanted to keep, after that, I wanted to keep um, submitting into more festivals 
And I did. And then eventually, like, I submitted to the All-American High School Film Festival. My film was screened in New York like three times, um, submitted to a couple other international festivals. But all of that happened because I submitted to this competition. So I really feel like this competition uh, influenced my life in a, in a really great way. And I know it did for, for a lot of the other applicants like uh, Julian Bass. Um, I, I went to high school with him and I mean, he's doing some amazing stuff right now. Uh, and I know last I heard he was going to SCAD. Uh, he's like super famous on YouTube and TikTok. He has his own business. I mean, he's really like left off the ground. And that, I think that's really cool. And I feel like this competition had something to do with that. So we're going to go into um, a fun question. What are some of your favorite films and who in the film industry inspires you? All right. Favorite films? Definitely almost anything by Christopher Nolan, like Inception, Dark Knight Rises, um, The Prestige, just all of those. Because he, he writes in like circles, basically, like he has a lot of like callbacks and stuff like that. And I don't know, to me, that's like as a filmmaker, that's really satisfying. Um, they're like in, inside jokes, but not jokes, like just stuff that you can see within a film. And uh, it's really cool because like in Inception, he has like a secret ending for people who actually like paid attention to his film, um, which is really cool. I'm not going to get into that, but like, it's so cool how you can do that in film. And like that really intrigued me as a filmmaker and uh, inspired me as a filmmaker to make films that made people think and like uh, think about, um, I don't know, like just reality and uh, life in a different way or just for entertainment honestly like I make films because I think they're fun and I like genuinely enjoy spending hours you know moving things like a millimeter for you know hours so which is crazy but you know yeah my my wife is very sick of me talking about the what happened at the end of inception so I we don't have the conversation anymore so (laughs) I I figured it out at one point I I had a moment of clarity I was like oh yeah, I don't want to. Nice. Say yeah, either, <laughs> that's good. It's always the, the second or third time after that movie when you like finally realize. Yeah, um, I do have an off the cuff question that I wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. So when I was in school, I went to Kansas, Kansas State, and oh. I actually enrolled in the Georgia Film Academy when I was there. I got a minor in film studies when I was attending school so I was curious to know I know they've expanded to a lot of universities now and I don't remember if Georgia State was one of them or if you'd ever heard of Georgia Film Academy or if you ever considered enrolling into that program yeah actually my my registration for summer actually opened yesterday so I was really excited to do it because yeah uh, Georgia State is partnered with uh, the Georgia Film Academy and uh, so I was like yeah I'm definitely going to sign up and then like all the classes were full immediately so, so that happened, but I can, uh, apparently like you can still do it outside of your university, uh, which is good. I mean, obviously like they, they won't pay for it, but, um, but the, the good thing is that you'll still be able to do it and get that experience, um, like with cameras and all that and all the, uh, production work. So. It was a really cool experience. Me and a couple of friends signed up for the same class. My class was actually the very first class that they had of, of the Georgia Film Academy. So it was like kind of oh, wow. cool being the first as well. Mm-hmm. And it was literally, they had converted an old elementary school into the Georgia Film Academy, which was kind of interesting. I think it was in Clayton, I think it's in Clayton County, if I remember correctly. Right across the street is where they actually, I believe, film. So that was really cool to see it from like a distance as well. Oh. And 
yeah, it was like a really cool experience. And that's why I was curious to ask to see if you had heard about it or if you planned on doing it. And the first class was mostly like learning the basics of film. And then the second part is like your internship. So you get an internship, like you're guaranteed an internship. And I was able to intern in the production office of a movie a couple years back, which was really cool, which is kind of the work that I would have liked to have done anyway. So it was a perfect fit for me. I don't remember the title of the movie, I'm not gonna lie to you, but it was a really cool experience. So I'm glad you're looking into it and hopefully you will be able to secure a spot. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, if it doesn't happen this summer, then I got like three more, but, um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm really, I've heard good things about it, so. I, I definitely would have been a team film challenge kind of person if it had been around when I was a teenager because I was making silly movies when I was <laughs> a teenager. Movies about washcloths that come to life and kill people and all kinds of. That's so cool. That's why, that's why I really, I really enjoyed this festival because like it just gives um, like teenagers and kids like just a way to like an outlet to show their like creations and stuff. Like I didn't have, they were just like in my computer. Like I didn't put them anywhere. Um, and then this, this uh, competition gave me that outlet. So I was fortunate enough to have that opportunity. And uh, I think there should be more opportunities like this, you know, just around Georgia and stuff like that and other places. No, I think that was actually a really good question, um, Nora, about that. But yeah, the film <laughs> academy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's good for people to know that there are other avenues besides the traditional ones that they give you. Just like I didn't think I would be a librarian when I was growing up. And so there are lots of jobs out there and people need to like really um, find what they're interested in. And the library is a great place to do that. So um, we want people to be creative. It's not just about books and our learning labs are awesome. Thank you so much, Sebastian, for um, coming over to our podcast and telling us about your experience in the Teen Film Challenge. We really wish you much success in your future endeavors, and we hope that you're an inspiration to other um, teens in Gwinnett to know that if they're interested in something, they should just go for it. Of course. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I mean, I hope so. I mean, I would, if, if I can do it, then they can do it too. <laughs> Thank you, Sebastian. Thank you so much. Flip the Library provides an inside look at the workings of the library and brings to light the many ways the library impacts and enriches its customers' lives. Flip the Library and all other Gwinnett County Public Library podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast app of choice. Just search for Gwinnett Library, and find new and archived episodes or follow us to receive new episodes as they are released. If you enjoy our shows, don't forget to rate and review them on your podcast app. You can find the library online at GwinnettPL.org or on your favorite social media at Gwinnett Library. Connect, learn, and grow with Gwinnett County Public Library.